Hi everyone, welcome to Propane Fitness Podcast episode 18. So I'm sure you'll be very pleased to hear that we're both back recording with you today. Um, and the topic we're going to discuss is firstly goal setting and why we think the standard approach to goal setting is maybe not optimal. And then specifically why goal setting surrounding leanness um, can actually be a very dangerous path to start going down and why we think maybe in fact that um, chasing a powerlifting total for example might be a better thing to do psychologically than chasing a physique goal or chasing a specific um, aesthetic look as is kind of popularized in in the fitness industry uh, in general so Yusuf do you want to briefly touch on um, your the last time you were really lean how you approach that and tip from a goal setting point of view and then why it maybe wasn't what you expected when you got to where you wanted to be. Sure, so first of all for a overview of um, the lessons learned and how you can also get into single digit body fat, I've got an article on that called how to get into single digit body fat, <laughs> link is in the description below, um, but I was quite lucky in the sense that my goal was to get down to the 74 kilo weight category so I had a very specific end point to my diet which was being either within range of 74 kilos or waking up one morning at 73.9 or something um, so the lessons that really learned from it this is on a much more kind of macro level is that leanness is not like any other goal where if you're learning a new language or learning a new skill or something like you've got it forever that's it whereas leanness by definition is transient and it's it's like peaking for something so you're really if you're making your happiness dependent on that knowing that the diet to get as lean as you're satisfied with and bear in mind that that level of how satisfied you're going to be is going to be a moving target the leaner you get because you're always going to feel not quite lean enough maybe even you never quite feel lean enough um, even you might feel perhaps lean enough one evening and then the next morning you've you've gone out on a restaurant um, meal and you're feeling watery the next day and then you're always in this yo-yo phase so basically what I'm getting at is that you're gonna be doing it a long time to get to that point and then even when you are within range of of being lean and within sort of you can just you can taste your goal you you're going to be happy for a brief period with a lot of discontent on either side of that unless you're focused on the process i was lucky in the sense that when i dropped down it was like okay i'm 74 kilos i'm going to compete at this weight and then decide whether it's sustainable for me and the difficulty then was really i'm feeling pretty crap all the time so <laughs> do I gain weight and move up a category or do I try and like artificially stay lighter than I'm supposed to be to have a competitive advantage to, to put this in a, a bit of context for people listening I think Yusuf and I had the conversation the weight category conversation over 20 times I think when uh, when you were just you know, should I stay in the 74? Should I move it to the 83s? Where would my Wilkes be better, etc.? I think, I mean, I, I decided briefly whether or not I should move into the 83s, and it was a pretty simple decision for me because it would involve losing 
10 kilos of body weight but <laughs> you're you're, unfor- you're quite unfortunate in that you're right on the you're right on the point of you could probably compete in either it would just be a very unpleasant day in the 74s or a very easy day in the 83s but yeah that, that's I, it. I, I annoyed Johnny quite a lot with uh, <laughs> phone calls about what I should do. But I think I suppose the, the takeaway point from that is that you got to you got to where you wanted to be, and it was not not disappointing, but underwhelming in that what you'd kind of what is kind of touted as being the the benefits of and the experience of being as lean as you were, especially. This idea that it's everything, this is suddenly sunny, all the grass is green, everything's working out in your life, and everything's just fantastic. When actually, your sex drives at the as low as it's ever been. You're hungry all the time, and no, no amount of food, not even several kilos of cauliflower, can can get rid of that hunger. Um, and you don't enjoy experiences because all you're thinking about is, is am I going to gain water from eating this sandwich or whatever? But I suppose the advantage that you had that maybe some other people don't have is that you had a very constrained target. You had, you know, I want to be in the 74 kilo weight category and I'm going to diet until I reach that point. And I think what what that's got that I think a lot of people's leanness goals don't have is this kind of very time-constrained, measurable output. So to contrast that to when the last time I was lean... Um, the last time I dieted for the purpose of slowly getting lean was I didn't really have an endpoint in mind. I just had this rough idea that I wanted to be as lean as I'd ever been, um, and I was going to diet until that happened. And I remember a conversation. It was the first time I hired Eric Helms for coaching. The conversation he had with me, to basically to convince me to try and eat more food, was, "Why do you even want to be lean? Like, what are you trying to achieve?" And I couldn't answer that question. Because it, I suppose it comes down to, when you really think about it, it comes down to a combination of um, this idea that um, being lean will, will, result in a certain, will result in a certain outcome. Then also, it ultimately comes down to um, this idea that attaining that level of leanness will bring you some kind of happiness, that looking that way will garner some kind of social respect. Um, and ultimately, you're trying to either impress yourself or other people. Um, and while, if you know, if you're sitting there in a, in a calorie surplus, not feeling hungry, and considering that as a goal, it maybe sounds like a, a semi-sensible thing to do. But when you're undergoing hunger that can't, that won't go away, um, mood swings, and just generally feeling extremely tired, when you consider that that's what you're actually chasing, I think it can be quite demoralizing, really. That you're going, you're putting yourself through that for something that may never end because you may never look in the think I've made it because your mind's shifting along with the process yeah so you've got the comparison there between me and Johnny and I can certainly vouch for the fact that if I didn't have a defined endpoint to my diet then um, I would have either stopped early and then always just kind of been beating myself up about not having got there wherever <laughs> there is or continued eating and in, right into eating disorder territory particularly if I didn't have any coaching and uh, it would have just been like an endless pursuit. Either way, it wouldn't have matched the idyllic idea of being lean, which is something that, um, in fact, the thing which, the time that I was happiest and uh, something that 
why we still recommend getting lean once and for all is that something that also Martin Burkhan talks about is that once you've got lean and then you slowly move calories up as long as you don't gain much fat in the process you can then reach a kind of homeostatic point where you're stable you're eating enough food you're feeling fed enough and by that point training quality is good you look good you you have more energy and i think that is the the ultimate goal really to be yeah um and it's something that you often hear haters say quite a lot you've probably heard it yourself when um you start training and people be like oh no but that's just not sustainable like you're just gonna <laughs> all the muscles gonna turn to fat when you get older and all this stuff maybe that those comments are coming from a different place and they're just coming from trying to trying to pull you down because of their own maybe insecurities about the fact that you're making a change for yourself but um there is some truth to whether something is sustainable or not and whether or not you'll be happy when it's not sustainable obviously muscle does not turn into fat and uh being leanish is sustainable but being shredded to the bone is not yeah so the the article that i wrote the the kind of um the sister article to Yusuf's how to get into single digit body fat is how the article i wrote on how to gain muscle while staying lean um and that describes um basically the after the conversation i just mentioned i had with eric helms he put me on um a reverse diet which is a bit of a buzz phrase but essentially he walked, he walked my calories up very slowly um and i eventually reached this like nirvana type state where i was eating 500 grams of carbs a day and was still abs lean and it was it was a very much like a um, it was a very strange experience but it felt fantastic because it, you, as Yusuf says, you reach this point where you think like, this is really what you're, you're trying. You're feeling hungry is never never fun. And yes, I was I wasn't quite as lean as I had been at the end of my diet, but I was lean enough to be content with how I looked, um, while also still pursuing performance goals and just being able to live a normal life without Something going to a restaurant and panicking. In that, in that article, you mentioned that you were you didn't feel lean as lean or lean enough compared to what you were but nobody else noticed the difference and it was just you mm -hmm. who was able to perceive the kind of difference between end of diet Johnny and post diet yeah. Johnny I think that's an important thing to, to know. I, I mean this is this is getting a little bit off topic but I think the whole if if you really consider why you're trying to, to get leaner um, I think either you're, you're in use of situation and you are losing weight for some very specific reason. So you're you're an athlete or a powerlifter or maybe even a bodybuilder, but you're you're doing something that is that has a very clear end goal. You have a very clear reason, and you can measure the the output of either success or failure. Um, so that that's one side of things, and I think that's actually as a proportion of the fitness community a very very small percentage, and I think everybody else is pursuing leanness because it's spoken about in, in fitness a lot. You know, diets are everywhere. Approaches to fat loss are everywhere. And most content is fat loss focused. So if you're pursuing leanness for some reason that <clears throat> you don't have a defined out, really 
what are you trying to achieve? You know, if it's for yourself, then fine. But you need to be very aware of the fact that it's a very painful journey and eventually you'll decide that it isn't worth it. And if you're doing it for other people, then I think the realization that we both had when we went along that journey is that the, the impression that other people, well, firstly, other people don't care. And if they do care, I think you need to consider why you're getting with them. But for those that do care, um, it's a very binary opinion that they have of somebody that is either in shape or not in shape. And generally speaking, to be in shape for the current population average standards is very, very easy to achieve. And it certainly doesn't need like cyclical approaches to dieting where you have refeeds on a, sp a specified number of times per week and you're worrying about your carb timing. It's, it's just superfluous really for what you're trying to achieve. So I guess what I'm saying is if, you, if you're really thinking about pursuing leanness, um, then I guess we're sharing our, our insight from the other side of it, which was that we did it, we spent ages doing it, and it wasn't as fulfilling as we thought it would be because you get there and you just want to go further. You're never happy with the state that you're in. And then this second realization that actually when we were less lean, we were more happy and nobody else cared. So e either, <laughs> either have a really, really defined reason that is outside of your control that other people are also invested in, um, like a coach or friend or team, um, and, and stick to it until you reach that outcome. Or just, just reconsider your goals a bit more and think about it more carefully because if you're trying to impress other people, it, they likely won't even notice. But yeah, ran over. So what, what, we, <laughs> what, what we are going to discuss um, off the back of that is if, let's say, uh, or dying for whatever reason, um, how you can maybe approach goal setting from a different side of things. It isn't just, I want to be lean. Um, and then also why we think that pursuing things that are strength focused or passing total focus might be a better idea. Just before you do, Johnny, do you mind yeah. just recounting um, the story <laughs> in, in your Nirvana state of 500 grams of carbs uh, of the fruit pastels and yogurt at, on the on the work trip? <laughs> As in the Instagram post. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think if it's the story talking about it's when I so we, we I was on, I was on a, a trip away with work we'd been out for dinner and had, had quite a large meal but the problems that you have when you when you're following kind of a like macros I suppose as as many people know is that you have this weird ratio of, of carbs to fat typically um, so I think I had 70 grams of fat and 500 grams of carbs so I'd hit my fat by like 1 p.m. Um, and the rest of the day was just me navigating <laughs> what food I could have that didn't have fat, that didn't have any fat grams of fat in it. Um, and I ended up eating um, to what people on Instagram looked like a small tub of yogurt with some jelly tots in it. When actually, <laughs> actually it was a kilogram of yogurt, an entire bag, a share size bag of fruit pastels. <laughs> And I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was worth sharing, but just because it was, it was one of those moments where 
you kind of have you like step outside yourself and think what am I doing um, I thought it was worth sharing but yeah it was it was pretty funny that the the concept of of course he he's not eating a kilogram of yogurt like of course that must be a smaller container is is was everybody's default assumption but but yeah it, I think I remember describing in that article that you just feel like a juggernaut the whole time so you just feel there's like there's like this moment where you start adding more food and you still feel rubbish you still feel tired you still feel hungry and then one day it's like somebody pulls a cord on a chainsaw and you just the engines turn back on again and you just feel fantastic and I think like, even if it just lasts a week the entire your entire fitness journey is worth that period of time when you're still you're still lean enough to be to think that you've like achieved your goal um, even though that's kind of contradicting everything we've just said but um, and you're also not hungry and if anything struggling to eat as much food as you should be Excellent. Love that. It's much better than your story of um, your trips down the cauliflower aisle in Tesco. And oh, yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> I think cauliflower's got a lot of uh, emotional charge attached to it now. <laughs> like, whenever any of my clients bust out the cauliflower, you know that it's getting serious. They need, yeah, they need a break, don't they? Yeah. When things like that are happening. Oh hey Yusuf, um, just had some cauliflower rice today. Like, oh no. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> this, so essentially, the reason the reason why cauliflower is very high volume, very low calorie, and when you get that lean, normal, like it, the calories are kind of irrelevant in terms of satiety. So you could eat a you could eat a big bowl of food, or you could eat a small plate of food that would have a thousand calories in and still be starving. You just need. You have this desire for mechanical fullness that really only cauliflower can can get rid of. <laughs> yeah. So, so you start walking around the supermarket, and the cauliflower just seems so appealing, like really attractive. So you load up, you put in five or six heads of cauliflower. You have to get people. You know, the old lady next to you has to tell you to stop. It's a problem. <laughs> And then you have that moment at the checkout where the checkout assistant can't reconcile why you are buying five heads of cauliflower and then like a bag of Haribo, some rice cakes, and then chicken breast. And she's like looking at the looking at the shopping list and looking at you and can't quite work out why you look how you did and why you're buying what you're buying. I remember being really excited by like um, gherkins, like weird things, gherkins and cucumber, uh, different types of lettuce, and like really specific weird stuff that you get this like desire for. But that, it's a dark place, I suppose, being that lean, isn't it? That no one else can really understand. The, the shopping cart with 45 uh, packs of Hartley's low calorie jelly. Because <laughs> <laughs> the checkout lady is always like, hey, you, you love them, don't you? <laughs> I can tell you like them. <laughs> but it seems like a completely reasonable thing at the time. Like, of course, well, of course, I'll need forty-five. Yeah, like, sorry, I've just. What do you mean? That's too many. Stock of <laughs> of those jellies. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you have any more of these Hartley's jellies? I know my trolley's full, but. Hmm. No, just the three hundred. I'm afraid. <laughs> right. oh, okay. So, 
chasing leanness is is a bit of a, a bit of a false idea we think um but we're just what we wanted to touch on is how um you can make things a bit easier for yourself in in any kind of area of goal setting and that is focusing on the, the standard idea of like focusing on a process rather than output um and that's really kind of a thinking problem i think uh if you focus on a goal that is far away in the future firstly you you feel some kind of emotional distance from it so any decision you make on a daily basis it's quite easy to forget about the goal in the long term because the idea of deviating from your diet may yield um, greater pleasure in the short term than the goal than you think the goal will give you in the long term. So you end up just kind of yo-yoing around and not really achieving anything. Um, and then also the idea that we just discussed that if you have to wait six months for the happiness that comes as a result of the suffering and the pain, then and then you get to the end of the six months and realize that actually it's rubbish and you just eat loads of low-calorie jelly instead of being happy with your leanness, um, then it's much better to kind of take a, the attitude of, I'm going to take loads of little wins, smaller wins throughout the process and go for something that is daily or weekly or monthly. So something that I switched to towards the very end of my diet that made it a bit more sustainable um, and a bit easier psychologically, and then something that I do even now to this day, but kind of for different reasons, is this idea that the 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 Martin Burkan approach of checkpoints. Um, so he has this idea that every I think he uses eight weeks as an example. You measure your so you you take an account of your average body weight um, over the eight week period, and then you would measure your lifts on. So I think he uses deadlifts, chin up, vertical press, or maybe bench press and squat. Um, just for a max, a max rep set. And he just focuses on those things um, and measures his progress in according, accordance to that. So the goal is never, the time frame is never more than eight weeks. And I think I actually used four weeks. So I was literally going, um, focusing my training, planning out my training for four weeks, planning out my diet for four weeks. And then at the end of every four week period, seeing how it was going. And it meant that I never really thought about a time frame longer than that. And it kind of kept me sane. Um, I think, if I remember rightly, Yusuf, you did something very similar. Yeah, well, it's um, there's an article from Bojan Kostevsky, who um, I think he's friends with Burkhan, similar kind of approach. And he, again, talks about having this process focus rather than um, the outcome of the goal. And he talks about splitting a larger one-year kind of abstract esoteric goal into single week um, targets so rather than saying I want to achieve this body composition in a year you say I'm gonna eat 200 grams of protein every day for this week and then once you've ticked that off that's that's the goal complete and then next week becomes a a fresh start Um, so then you have kind of rolling one-week goals that if you were to complete them in the long term, the the larger macro scale goal kind of falls into your lap rather than um, trying to chase it. So another example would be if you want bigger calves, he says, um, you know, let's say my goal this week is to train my calves three times with three sets each or something. 
and then what you know you, you just complete that goal as the weeks go on and enjoy the process and then before you know it it's a year later you've got bigger calves you don't know how you got there and um once every so often maybe at the checkpoints you can reevaluate and decide what you want your the course of your ship to move yeah so i think that's that's a much better psychologically that's a much better place to be than having this vague idea of a goal and then having this vague feeling that you're not really getting there but you're not really sure what to do about it um and certainly obviously that in that approach that you just described is is even more micro focused than than what i described of kind of the four weeks or the eight week checkpoints and having it almost comes down to a daily habits type approach rather than um you know what what can you do over a a day that would that will lead you in the right direction and then just ticking those boxes and forgetting about everything else so hitting your calories plus or minus 200 200 calories or hitting your protein plus or minus 25 grams and just ticking that box every single day and kind of forgetting about what your weight's doing or um how you look in the mirror um, is it is psychologically a much better place to to come from when you're um maybe going through a phase of dieting um, for whatever reason that is that is hard to to get through um but i suppose the what we both found in so uh, while we were both very lean at that point in time it was it was around the same time i think uh, several years ago from there we've both moved into more of a powerlifting focused way of way of things i think in the gym and certainly what i've noticed is a shift from focusing on what I look like to focusing on my powerlifting total. And <clears throat> while I know a lot of you listening to this maybe don't consider powerlifting as something you want to get into, I think by focusing on your on your competitiveness as a powerlifter, you intrinsically manage your body composition within a certain weight category and then how how strong you are relative to your body weight. And I think there is no better way to measure how you will look now versus how you look in the future than if you say if i am the same weight but stronger you will always either look the same but feel better or look better than you currently are and it's a way of removing the the focus from yourself in the mirror to something that is very measurable um and tangible you know if your deadlift goes from 200 kilos to 240 kilos you are going to have a better body composition assuming your weight stays roughly the same Yeah, I haven't really got anything to add to that. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think that's that's really what we wanted to say, wasn't it? It was just we wanted to share that. Um, try, try to move away from this goal of leanness because I think I think we both see it discussed a lot and get a little bit frustrated. At, it's just chasing this thing that will never actually bring you the happiness that you think it will, um, and consider. Consider moving towards either either a daily goal that is that is habit focused, or have checkpoints in place. Um, and obviously, that that is something that that Yusuf and I both get from having a coaching relationship, and that we get a weekly check in. So that is kind of a you know we just focus on making the week as good as we can. We focus on getting the training in, hitting our macros, and then at the end of the week we kind of wipe the slate clean, send an email to Eric Helms, and he either goes, you know, you're a mess yourself together you know <laughs> generally speaking we he, he helps you guide um, your decisions going forward and, 
um, gives you a bit of a bit of, bit of a kick up the bum if you need it. But um, yeah, that, that's one way of managing it. And then the other way is just reframing your decisions to you know maybe if I pursued a powerlifting total and kept my weight the same, or it doesn't have to be a powerlifting total. It can be just be strength goals. Then maybe that might make me happier right now rather than just happier in six months time. So I think that's everything we've got from this episode. And uh, we look forward to hearing your feedback and we will speak to you next week.